0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, you know, this is uh, the first Sunday of the year, and uh, I was meditating on what I'm going to minister on for this month. What I'm going to minister on is is change. Uh, Normally at the first of the year, Have you ever noticed? You see these info commercials, um, the bodybuilding workout commercials, all these. Anybody remember see see those things coming on? And uh, you know the insanity workouts and uh, all these things. It's all about change, right? And it's funny that you know we just you know we want to change. People want to change, and and really, I think God wants us to change now. I think God wants us to be always in a mode of changing. in other words, um, not changing for bad, but changing for good, moving forward. And really that's going to be the theme of this year for Sea Life Church is that we're going to move forward. We're breaking some paradigms where we're shifting a little bit in how we do things um, because we believe that there's a great harvest that God wants to bring in uh, to this church and other churches as well, but we believe there's a great harvest, and, and we believe in change. That's why, you know, Yin and, and I, we are, we're exploring and we're moving towards buying a, a building uh, in, in Virginia Beach. And um, we're really excited about that, and, but it takes change to do that. And, but, um, but we believe that God's going to do that, and we're going to have a building pretty soon this year. But it's taken a lot of things that we have to shift and change, and, and change isn't easy, Uh, You know, you can say, I want to do something. You can say, I want to get in shape. You can say, you know, it it looks good. I would like to have a body like that, you know, with those people that work out. And you can say, you know, a lot, but it takes a lot more to do than just to say. Just for you just coming out here, fighting the snow and all that, that tells me that you have some type of faith. And for you to come out and press through, I mean, I'm amazed. I I, I see some visitors. I don't think I've, uh, you may have been here before, but I walk in, I say, we got visitors today. I'm thinking, wow, you got faith. You visitors, you you have faith. I mean, to come out, you know, when, when it's a snow day like this, and I'm not saying that other people that don't come out don't have faith, but what I'm saying is it takes a great amount of faith to push through obstacles to get to where you believe God wants you to get to. Amen. And you're going to have to press through some obstacles to get the things that you believe that God wants you to have. And that's the reason why we're starting our 21 days of fasting today. Uh, we're starting that. And the reason why we do a 21 day fast, because we want to set our year and our, our, our priority that God is first. And we want to tell God, God, we want to say, God. We're making you first in every part of our life. And we're going to do that with the first 21 days or actually this is the second week. But the first 21 days of the, of the year, we want to dedicate this to God. And what, what do we want out of this? What do we want to get out of this? Well, we want God to be pleased, but we want to see. I want to see miracles. I want to see people's lives change even more. We've been seeing people's lives changed in this church We've seen people healed and, uh, of different ailments, back issues, and God's doing miracles, and he's still in the miracle working business today. But I, I want to see more. How many people want to see more? Thank God. And, and I, I believe you want to see more in, in 2018. And I believe that 2018 is going to be the year that we're going to see more of God in every area of our lives. And I'm going to say this, more of God is a good thing. Thank you for that amen. More of God is a good thing. A lot of people think more of God. You know, some, some people that don't know God. More of God. No, no. More of God is good. Because the more of God you get, the more peace you get. Okay. How, how many people could stand more peace in here? I mean, the more God you're going to have in your life, the more peace you're going to have in your life. That means you're going to sleep better at night. And the more God that you have in your life, guess what? The more joy you're going to have in your life. See, a lot of people don't equate God and joy. They equate sometimes God or religion as kill killjoy. Oh, you hear what? Oh, church, you know, God, he kills your fun. No, no, God is not trying to kill our fun. He's trying to enhance us. He's trying to bring more life into us. You know, I like what Jesus said. Jesus said it's the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said that he came that, what, that we may have what? A, a life and have it what? More, more have more life? Yeah. Have more abundance of life. So I, I, you know, I want more life. I want more of the abundance of life in me. I want this zoe. You know, zoe is a Greek word. Mean, it means the God kind of life. And I'm going to get out of my seat. Okay. And, uh, and, uh, and, and so I want more of God in my life. Amen. And if you can't go wrong with getting more of God in your life. And that's why we're doing this fasting, because we want God to invade our lives. Because I believe faith has to be progressive. You can tweet that. Faith has to be progressive. You got to keep moving forward in faith. Faith doesn't stand still. See, when God created the universe, he created, but but science science scientists say that the universe is still expanding. Do, do you know that? That God when God creates, he keeps going. He's he's better than the Energizer bunny. He You guys going to catch on. But he keeps he keeps going. All right? So God is progressive and our faith has to be progressive. We we just just because you got some answered prayer last year, you know, don't stop there. Right. Well, I got well, I got what I wanted last year. Yeah, that's good. That's good. But are you moving forward this year? What are you believing God for this year? What are you believing for God to do this year? Yes, it's great that he answered some prayer. Yeah, last year was a banner year. It may have been a great year for you. But this year could be even greater. If you start putting your faith in gear and start believing for more. Amen. Now, I'm not saying this in a way of... Let me just clarify what I'm saying is is that, you know, you can have a covetousness type of faith, which is like... You know, give me all, give give me more and more and more just for me. Uh, you know, my family, s yes, four and no more. And, and 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 you don't give out. Well, that's that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about you just getting it all for yourself. I'm talking about you getting enough so you can get it out to other people. I'm talking about you, you being so blessed that you're not just walking in a that you're not just in an average blessing that you have an overflow blessing in your life that you able to be a blessing to others. And when you start walking in an overflow blessing of God, the blessings of God will overflow you and you'll start blessing others. And when you start doing that, it becomes a cycle of blessing. See, if you ever notice this at Jesus, Jesus was constantly giving out. He was constantly ministering. He was constantly teaching. He was constantly giving to the poor. He was, he was doing good works. Why? It was a cycle of blessings. The more he gave, the more he received. The more he gave, the more he received. And it just kept go- going on like a cycle. I call it the life cycle. And the more we get blessed, the more we should be blessing. And the more we bless, the more we get blessed. That's how it works. See, the reason why some of us Christians aren't moving forward is because we're sitting around waiting for us to waiting for a blessing to come before we move out to be a blessing. We're just saying, God, you know, yeah, you know, God, if you just pour it on me, if, if I win the lottery this week, you know, I'm going to take care of you. Ain't going to work that way. You, 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 God's not a lotto God. He's a faith God. You got to step out in faith and the little you have, you have to start using that for the glory of the kingdom of God. And when you're faithful in the small things, then God will make you ruler over big things. But if you can't be faithful in the small areas of your life in serving God, how can God expand you and put you in a place of honor and a place of blessing? Amen? Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying to you today, saints? And so, 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 so we have to understand that God wants us to progress in our faith. He wants us moving forward in our faith. It's kind of like this, you know, uh, I, I heard a story about eagles and about how they're, they're raised. And, and uh, you, know, every, you know, the eagles uh, are, uh, when, they're, when they're being raised, you know, they're in a nice, cushy Uh, nest. And uh, what the mama eagle will do is the mama eagle would, uh, once the the, the little eaglets, I think that's what you call them, (laughs) don't quote me, but um, once they start to grow and they start getting feathers and all this, they start growing up, it's time for them to get out of the nest. And so what the mama eagle will do is start pulling out some of the soft you know, feathers and all that and make the nest a little bit more prickly. And we make it more uncomfortable, and sometimes we—the only way we're going to change is when our life gets uncomfortable. In other words, if it's just comfortable, we may not change. Uh, it, it, you hear what I'm saying today? And some—some some of us, God's in a—God is what He's doing is He's pulling out some of the soft. Down, you know some of those feathers and 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 he's and making it a little uncomfortable so we can get to a place where we can move and see i'm going to say this God sees lots of i mean he sees all of you as i really believe he sees each one of us as eagles amen and he wants us flying high with him amen he wants he wants you flying high, but you don't I think we underestimate. What the, the power of faith and we underestimate what God has for us. We underestimate the gifts and the callings that he has placed in each one of us. And we underestimate the fact that God has more for us. We underestimate this thing. And I think sometimes we look at our failures and we look at things that we haven't done and we haven't, you know, done all this or or we missed God in some areas or or that sin that creeps up on us every once in a while. And we start discounting really where we can go in God. And I'm going to say this, that you can't listen. You don't need to look back. If you keep looking back at your past, you'll never move forward into the things that God wants you to move into. In other words, if you keep looking in the rearview mirror as you're moving forward, you'll end up in a ditch. There's a reason why the rearview mirror is, a, is small and the windshield is big. The windshield is big because the windshield is designed for you to look out. You're not supposed to be looking at that little mirror all the time when you're driving. Uh, okay, this is not a driving class. I mean... <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? In other words, God wants to give us vision. He wants to wake us up. And in this fast, I believe, I believe in this fast, God can open some of our eyes to where he wants to bring some of us to. In other words, he wants to show you who you really are. In other words, you need to start breaking into the new you. You you are more than what you are today. You God God sees you bigger than where you're at today. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? God can see, he sees more potential in you a lot of times than more than you see in yourself. You see this all the time in the patriarchs and you see this when Jesus talked to his disciples. A lot of times these people that God called, they never really thought too much of themselves. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, when, when God called Moses, you know, I believe in this 21 day fast, you could have a, a burning bush experience. And what do I mean by that? I mean that, that sometimes we just need God to reveal himself to us in a greater way. I don't know about you, but I, I want a God touch. I want a God encounter. I, I, I just don't want church as church. I don't want normal church. I want to be touched in church. I want God to reveal something to me. I want God to wake me up. I want God to whisper something to me that will reveal some truth about me and that will catapult me into the place that he has all went ready, designed me to be in. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so and so and so I believe that as we as we fast and we pray that God can give us that burning bush experience. In other words. Moses, you know, I think he was, he, he settled in and he was, you know, he, he, he had a bad past and he killed an Egyptian and he, and he, and, and, you know, he thought he lost his calling and he was on the backside of a, you know, desert and, you know, he was, he was 80 years of age, you know, he was old and he probably thought that's it. It was nothing more, but God invaded his life and said, there is more. And I'm going to say this to you today. God wants to invade your life today. He wants to shake you up a little bit today. He wants to say to you, there is more. There is more to just what you got right now. There is more joy than the joy you have right now. There is more peace than the peace you're walking in right now. There, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? There is more love than the love that you're experiencing right now. There's more. There's more. There is more to God than meets the eye. There is more. And that's what God is revealing to us today. He's he's revealing it. I I am, you know, man, I liked what he said to Abraham. He said, I I, I am your shield. You know, he said that to Abraham. when, you know, I am your great reward, you know, and God is our great reward. Amen. And so we need to get an understanding. And, and so when we seek God, we, 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 I, I want to experience God. I want God to reveal truth to me because truth will transform you. Amen. See, some of us, man, some of us are are, are walking this life and, and, and the greater truth you walk in, it's the greater freedom you walk in in God. And see, and the enemy, the devil, the, he, he, he lies to us and. He tries to belittle us, and he tries to talk down to us. You, are you, have you ever felt, you know, you ever talk down to yourself? <laughs> have you ever said, man, I, I'm not that great. You know, I got nothing going on, man. Uh, have you ever, you know, just kind of beat yourself up, kind of kicked yourself? Uh, you know, I'm kicking myself in the backside, right? God doesn't, you know, you know what the Lord says? He wants you to discover the great things he has already deposited on the inside of you. He doesn't want you looking at your flaws. He wasn't looking at Moses's flaws when when Moses saw the bush and Moses, you know, and then he started talking about Moses, about setting the, the people free. And Moses had this 40 years before that had this desire and this passion to set his his brethren free he didn't, but he, he had so much zeal, but he didn't have the wisdom, the knowledge to put it together. Amen. And he ended up killing that Egyptian. But, you know, he was allowing his past to dictate his future. And he was allowing his own weaknesses to dictate, you know, where he could go in God. But God wasn't giving him any excuses. And I'm going to say this to you today. Your excuses won't hold any water with God. Boy, it's quiet in this church today. Your excuses won't hold any water on Judgment Day with God. Because God has given you, has deposited enough faith in you to do the impossible. Do you know that God has given you enough faith? The faith, it says in Romans chapter 3, that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Not just a measure of faith. Not this person gets a little bit of faith and this person gets more faith and this because they have a bigger calling and this person has a smaller calling. So this person only needs about this, this much faith and this person because they have a bigger calling. They need to have more faith. No, God gives us the same amount of faith. He gives us the measure of faith. What does that mean? That means that the faith that he gives us is enough faith to do whatever God's calling us to do. And I believe and then some. Can I say that again? The faith that God gives us and parts into us is enough for us to do what God's calling us to do. And we can even, I believe, take our faith and take it to the next level. Boy, that's pretty radical preaching, Pastor. You know, you can take your faith. You can take your faith to the next, le- next level. You, your faith can get you Moving. Your faith. So, what are we talking about? We're talking about that, that, that we're, we're fasting and praying, and, and we're believing that, that God's going to reveal some truth that's going to bring us out of some paradigms. And some of us are ready for change, and some of us aren't. How many people are ready for change? And if you're ready for change, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. Can I say that again? If you're going to change, it's going to make you uncomfortable. Why? Because we're creatures of habit. And what we get used to, we don't want to change. How many coffee drinkers out here today? Okay, let me just get ahead. Now, how many, when you get up in the morning, do you get a cup of coffee? How many people do that? Okay. Now, 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 some say nope. (laughs) Now, now. Uh, we're going on a fast. Now, how many people are trying to eliminate that coffee? No, I don't have any hands. <laughs> Jesus, help me. Okay. Well, what if I said to you, eliminate your coffee? You would be crying. Yeah, I can't do that, Pastor. Coffee, that's like my right arm, you know. You, you, could, you, you would have a hard time eliminating coffee. Why? Because you, you're a creature of habit. This is what you do. You are a coffee person in the morning. Right? So you, say you need your coffee. You don't really need it. You think you need it. But if you started taking a radical change, you may find out coffee may not be what you need. You just might need a glass of water. What? Yeah, you just may need water because a, a cup of water will wake you up quicker than a cup of coffee. I never heard that before, Pastor. Yeah, because your body's depleted. Eight hours not eating or drinking. Your body's depleted. And a lot of times that your body is not even, you, you, need, you need liquids in your body. And you can't survive too long without water. And so really just drinking water will, will get you where you, what you need. But we think you need coffee, right? So how many people are getting off coffee? No, I'm kidding. But what I'm saying is if you're going to change, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to take you sacrificing some things. It's going to take you turning away from something. It's, it's going to take you changing some ways of thinking. When I, when I talk about paradigm shift, and that's kind of a, a $5 word, if I may, for paradigm. What is that all about, Pastor? It just sounds good. You know, I like it. Paradigm. Paradigm shift. You know, it sounds like I'm educated. It, all it, all, a paradigm shift, all it means is a shifting in the way you think about things. See, God wants us to shift in how we think about things. For instance, you know, we, we met in two buildings. We meet, meet in this building, and we, met, we, we were meeting at another building uh, behind Pembroke Mall. We're not meeting in that building anymore. And, um, and so we've had smaller meetings in that building. And God's revealing to me where I could start shifting and do those same type of meetings in homes. It's just a paradigm shift. It's just a shifting of your thinking and how it could be even better doing it in the homes. But it's quiet in this church today. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I'm already expanding. I'm thinking, well, what if I have it in my house? How many people can I get it to fit in my house? I got to have a sign up list. You know what I'm saying? Because some people may be like, yeah, I want to go over to the pastor's house to praise and worship the Lord. Amen. How many people like to come out to my house sometimes? Would you like to come out and check my house out? Amen. Shoot pool with the pastor? Would you like to shoot pool with the pastor? How many people can play pool in here? <laughs> Any pool players? Uh, I see some hands. Amen. I have a pool table. Right now, it's a junk table. <laughs> all the junk, all the toys is on my table. That was my man cave until, until my wife invaded my man cave. Amen. Now, it's the kid's cave. Amen. But uh, but yeah, so I'm going to start doing some of that uh, the new year. and I think it's going to be a lot of fun building relationships. That's going to be the theme of this this year that we're going to start building relationships and 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 building some strength in relationships. Amen. So we're talking about uh, about growing in Christ, pressing in. And so we're talking about fasting and that's going to be a part of it. And. And so we want to uh, fast and we want to uh, get into a place where we can hear God so we can make some shifts. And a lot of times I think people want to change, but they, they don't know how to change. And they don't even know, you know, what God is saying to them to change. In other words, you know, you've got to get in a position to hear God. And to do that, you've got to seek God. See, the, the, see if you're going to change, uh, especially... In, in, in seeking God, you got got to get wisdom. You got to get direction. You got to get guidance. And to do that, you know, these are keys to changing wisdom, direction, and guidance, understanding. You got to get these keys. That's in the book of Proverbs. When you get these wisdom, direction. how do you get these keys? How do you get wisdom? How do you get understanding? H- how do you get guidance? How do you get this stuff? You get it through the word of God and you get it by the spirit of God. So so, so, so to get these keys to change, you're going to have to do, we're going to have to do something. What are you going to have to do? You're going to have to seek God, number one. You're going to have to put God as a priority in your life. You're going to have to seek Him first. Amen? This is a very simple message this morning. You know, the the Bible says in in Matthew 6, 33, Jesus was speaking to people and He was talking about worry because a lot of people are worrying these days. I was talking, I was witnessing to a, a lady yesterday at, at the store uh, at um, at the grocery store, I was getting some groceries, and I was just talking to her about how good God is and how God wants to bless people and and I was saying to her that you know I was asking her if she was a christian and and um she said, "Yes, but I'm not really going to church like I need to you know I, and she said that she has some family members that's in the ministry and I said, well, you know, you, you need to get back in church because God has good things for you. And she said, really? I said, yeah, God has good things. You just need to get there so you can hear what he has. So you can have faith to partake of it. I'm gonna, Can I say that again? See, listen, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so you need to be in a service where God is speaking so you can hear the good things he has for you. So you can start saying, yes, I believe that. That's for me, too. Amen. That's what church is all about. When you come out of church and say, yes, the pastor's preaching some truth. I want some of that. I want my own pool table, too. like Are you, know. oh, you hearing what I'm saying today? You can have a pool table. You can have a man cake. Just plead for it. Amen. I remember when I, I mean, I, I was single before I, before I was married, I had my poll table, you know, you know, there's some benefits of being single. Amen. So you single people don't be so depressed. There's some freedom in singleness. There's some freedom really to serve God with more all your heart. Now, now I want to caution some of you married people that are thinking, yeah, single is good, you know. I want to caution the married people. Amen. You're married, so so stay in that place. You know, make it work. Because marriage is a beautiful thing. It's an awesome thing when when God's love is in it. Marriage is a beautiful thing when God's love is in it. But when God's love is not in it, it can be a nightmare. Some of you you might be in marriages that you're believing just for more love, more more zeal, more passion. Well, maybe you need a fast for your marriage. Maybe you need a fast that God will do a, a shift in your marriage, that that it would be renewed and restored and brought like new. Amen. Amen. God can do it. Amen. I mean, I'm telling you, your, your your spouse can be not only it should be not only your best friend, but but your your best, you know, guy girlfriend. And girl, boyfriend. I'm going to make sure I got it right. Okay? Not significant other, all right? But you know what I'm talking about. But are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So really, you know, uh, I'm, I, you know I'm beginning to see God will reveal to you really how precious your spouse is. And when God starts revealing how precious your spouse is, then you say, wow, they are more precious. The enemy, the devil, will always try to make your spouse look a lot lower. Amen? But when you get God's perspective and you start seeing things through God's eyes, I'm telling you, everything becomes beautiful. Can I say that again? See, see, this is the thing. When you start fasting and praying and seeking God putting him first, then he can help you to see through his eyes. And he sees through the eyes of love. Amen. There's nothing crooked in God. There's nothing perverse in God. He's pure, he's holy, and he wants us seeing in purity and holiness. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? So when we get close to God and we start getting in his presence and we seek God, he will start opening our eyes to truth and revealing truth to us to bring us out of any deception so we can see things clearly. You know, Jesus ran around in Acts 10, 38 says how Jesus went around healing all, uh, doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. So Jesus went around healing people and setting people free. And what he did was he gave people a fresh perspective. See, I don't think really people really know how valuable they are to God. And if you realize how valuable you are to God, man, you would be just you'd be happy every day. But a lot of times you don't realize how valuable you are to God. And see, and Jesus was demonstrating God's love when he was down here on earth and he was setting the captives free. He he was saying was, I value you. Amen. God is saying to you this morning is, I value you. I value, not, not because of what you can do for him, but just for who you are as a child of his child. He values you. Not because you can have talents that you can build his kingdom, but he values you for who you are. You got to believe that, that God values you today. Let's, let's look at something here. Uh, Let's look at a scripture in Psalms and Psalms is one of my favorite books of the Bible. Look at Psalms eight. And this is a beautiful scripture here. Um, and it talks about really how, how God views man. And it, 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 it writes, it goes like this, it says in Psalms 8, verse 1, we'll read our way down. It says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Talking about the greatness of God. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Now, when you look at it, it says out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. That's interesting. In other words, what he's saying here is he's saying that that God can move through the simplest things. He can even move through kids to reveal truth to you. Has God ever revealed any truth to you through a child? And if God can reveal truth to you through a child, he can reveal truth to you in any way possible. Amen. But this right here, it says here, because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. I'm going to say this to you. When you start seeking God and you put a preeminence on God and being in his presence, the, the, the voice of the enemy will start getting more quiet and quiet in your life. And the voice of God will get louder and louder. See, the voice of the enemy is a condemning voice. It's a voice that says you can't make it. It's a voice that, that condemns you of your past. It's a voice that says you're never going to move forward. It's, anybody ever hear those voices? It's a voice that says you're never going to change. It's a voice that says that, that, that circumstances are never going to change. Do you ever hear those voices? And and they speak loud sometimes. But when we start seeking God in this fast, hopefully God's voice will start speaking to you louder. And that voice is a voice of hope that says, you can make it. I got a great plan for your life. There's good things ahead of you. I'm not worried about your past. You don't worry about your past. You keep moving forward. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Don't worry about your past mistakes. That's in the past. You start moving forward now. And when you start getting in God's presence and you start hearing His voice louder than the voice of the enemy, it, it eventually it will silence the enemy's voice. Are you out here today? See, today I'm trying to speak louder than what the enemy's saying to you. See, the enemy may be saying all kinds of things to you. You know, the enemy may be saying that, you, that you've, you've made too many mistakes for God to use you. The enemy may be saying that that you haven't done enough for God to use you. The enemy may be saying all these things. But I'm saying to you today that today is the first day of the rest of your life. God's mercies are renewed every morning. And you've got to believe that. See, your, your sins are thrown in the sea of forgetfulness. Amen. In other words, God doesn't remember your sins. Hallelujah. When you confess them and repent. So let's look at this here. It says here. Now look at this in verse three. He says, when I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you shall visit him. So, so the psalmist is saying here, he's saying, look at all that you have created, God. The moon, you created the stars, you, you created the galaxies. What is man? But do you know, I believe that the stars and the moon and the sun was, was not, cre- not just created for his glory, but it was created for man. In other words, he put it all together for us. Uh, that's a different perspective. It wasn't for God to say, look how great I am. And God is great. And we want to we look at his greatness. But he's saying, he say, I'm putting this up here So you can enjoy it. So you can receive some of the blessing from it. And so he says here, when I consider the heavens and the work of your hands, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you shall visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. Think about that. So it says here. You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. Amen. You know that word angels. uh, If It's, you know, in the Hebrew. It was really, it's Elohim. And And the translators were a little careful in how they translated that. And they said angels, but really you could say that we were made a little lower than God. Because if you really study the Hebrew, but the translators didn't want to get us puffed up in pride. Amen? (laughs) So, they said angels. But really, you know, uh, Jesus, uh, in a sense, you know, the angels worship Jesus. Right? And Jesus is the first begotten of the Heavenly Father. So, And if you have received Jesus in your life, then you're born again and you're like Jesus in a sense. And we're becoming like Jesus and pretty soon we'll be like Jesus. In other words, we'll have glorified bodies like Jesus. Amen. We won't we won't have that sin, uh, you know, that we have to wrestle with anymore. Amen. I'm going to say this: one third of you is already perfect. You know we're 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 a tripart being. You know God is God the Father. He's God the Son. He's God the Holy Spirit. He's three in one. We believe, here we believe in the Trinity of God, uh, three but one. God is one, but He's manifested in three persons: Father God, Father Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And so, three in one. But, but we are created in the image of God. And so we are created in the image of God. So we are a being, if I may. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. So we're, we're, we're three, you know, we're a three-part, in a sense, part being. We, we have, we, we're a spirit. We have a soul. So, you, so that's why you have to be ministered to. Your, your body needs to be, you know, you got to minister to your body. Amen. You got to feed your body. You got to minister to your soul. And then you have a spirit. And you don't want to neglect either one. You neglect, you neglect your body. And you don't feed your body right. You don't take care of your body. Then one third of your being is going to revolt against you. Pastor, I never heard this before. Well, you know, don't treat your body right and see what happens. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You can overwork your body. You can work yourself down to the bone. And one third of you is body and you got to take care of your body. Hallelujah. Can somebody say amen? That's why some of you might need to get into the gym, you know, and start working out. Take care of that body. It's the only one you got. I think that was a low amen. <laughs> amen. You know, somebody said amen. Yeah. One of my bodybuilders over here, right? So, amen. And then your soul, your soul needs to be taken care of too. You know, your soul is your mind, your will, emotion. That, that's the educational part of you. you. Your mind has to be thinking all the time. You have to, you have to educate your mind. You, you, you have to have some type of outlet and entertainment like shooting pool. Playing golf. You don't have to have a boring life as a Christian. Amen. If you like horseback riding, go for it. If you want to own a horse. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? God wants you to have some of these things. And then you got your spiritual life. And your spiritual life, yes, is praying. It's fasting. It's in the word. But your whole life can't be contained of all that. It would it, be lopsided. You gotta, it, it does work in all that. You know, it works through all that. Prayer works through all that. But but you have to be able to... Are well, you hear what I'm saying? I'm talking about balance today. You've got to have balance in your life. And God wants us to be balanced in our life. And I believe as we fast and pray in these 21 days, that God's going to bring balance to our life. He's going to show us areas where we just might need a... You know, like me, you know, I I need to take the kids out and take them to the park, and you know, we can't be in the house all day, you know, studying the word. Is this helping anybody today? I thought all that's what you were supposed to. Do. No, we can get sight. We can get get out there, you know, enjoy the park, you know. Yes, you, you know, and and do some things and, and 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 that's what God wants us to do. He wa- he wants us to expand our horizons. God's not a boring God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so what am I saying to you today? I'm saying that we got to seek God. we got to seek Him. And when we start seeking Him with a whole heart, He starts revealing Himself to us. And when He reveals Himself to us, then He can bring us into that place that He's always wanted us to be in. And that is a place of ever-increasing faith. That's a place of always growing in Him. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And he he crowns us with glory and honor. So we want to seek God. As we seek him, he starts revealing wisdom. He starts revealing understanding. He starts showing us why we act the way we act when we don't know why we act the way we act. In other words, he starts showing us who we are. And he really starts showing us who we really are in him. And the rest of this series is going to be next week. I'm going to be talking to you about who you are in Christ. And you're going to get an understanding of who you really are next week. And then the following week, we're going to talk about, you know, what, what, what you have in Christ. What, what do you have in Jesus? What, what, what is at your disposal? And then the fourth week, we're going to talk about what you can do in Christ. What, what, what you know, what you have, and then once you understand what you have, what you can do, and you can do a lot of things more than you think. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? I, th- I want to encourage you to stay with us this month, and stay with. Uh, and, and if you're a visitor today, you know, don't you know, you know visit. Come back next week. Try us out one more Sunday. I, I, I believe you'll be surprised because we're going to have a few more people here. <laughs> it's like, where's the people? You know? You're here. That's, you're, you're important. Amen. Everybody that's here is important. Jesus would minister to the one as much as he would minister to the crowd. And the one is just as important as the crowd. The lady at the well was just as important as the crowds that he's ministered to. Amen. Individuals as important as crowds. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so so we want to seek God. And number two, and I'm closing on this point. Uh, delight yourself in the Lord. Look at look at Psalms. Uh, you're in Psalms. Let's look at Psalms 30. I think it's 34. Could be 37. Yeah, it's, thir- it's 37, verse 4. Look at 37, verse 4 here. It's Psalms 37, 4. It says here, let's back up to 3. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. So it's talking about trusting the Lord. And um, at the very beginning of the psalm, it says, do not fret. In other words, quit worrying. And then it says, trust in the Lord. And then it says here, Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Then in verse, in, in verse four, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Notice it says here, delight yourself in the Lord. It says here, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Okay. See that again. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of of your heart. So listen, God already knows what you can do. He has already set you up for success. He wants every... I believe there, there's no losers ordained in the kingdom of God. There's no e-losers. You know what I'm talking about? In other words, God has ordained each one of us to be winners in his kingdom. Can I say that again? God has ordained you to be a winner and not a loser. You're ordained to be a winner. You are ordained to be, to be a front runner. You are ordained to be greater than you think you are. You, you're, there's no losers in the kingdom of God. There's only winners. This is the victory that has overcome the world. And what is that victory? Our faith. Our faith brings the victory into our lives. And so it's our faith and God gives us that faith. And then our faith is increased when we hear the word, his word speaking to us and we get that word and we get more hope. And when we get more hope, we get, we walk in more faith and we walk in more faith. We accomplish all that God is calling us to accomplish. And this church is going to do great things in God. God's calling you to do great things. You're bigger than you think you are. In God. And you're going to do greater things. And as you delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you your desires. And you're going to be that person that God always meant for you to be. You're going to be that victorious person. You were never meant to be sad. You were never meant to be depressed. You were never meant to be like that. That's not who you are. Amen. Hallelujah. You are conquerors in Christ Jesus. You are more than conquerors. Amen. Amen. My preaching is better than some of you. Amen and glory to God. Amen. God is awesome. We're moving forward, guys. I'm so excited about the, the, the shift. And I'm so excited about playing pool with some of you guys and teaching you how to play pool. Showing you some trick shots. I bet you didn't know that I could. Okay. But anyway, (laughs) we're going to go ahead. I don't know. if Is that right? It's behind my back. Okay. I got to sit on the pool table there to do it. But anyway, um, it's, 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 you probably wonder. I bet you that's a seven foot table. One of those small tables. No, it's, it's a regulation size eight footer. All right. But anyway, um, we're going to go ahead and I'm closing out. So, um, uh, we're going to go ahead and receive, but before that, let's just bow our heads. Father, we just honor you today. And I just thank you, Father God, that you're doing great and mighty things. And Father God, that you have great things for each one of us. And Father, I thank you for these precious people here. I know, Father, you called us into this place and you have a word for each one of us. And I thank you for those that are watching on the Facebook and perhaps you know, there's people here and people that are watching that they're ready to move forward. And I, I, I want to help them. I want to help you move forward today. And if you're ready to make that step to move forward in 2018, just say this prayer after me, me in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior, and I'm following you 100%, and I'm not turning back. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.